Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Oh my gosh, I'm tripping up over my words today because I'm excited because I have a friends in house, you guys. (laughs) It's going to be a cute one. So you guys, I'm going to introduce my friend, Amanda Reader. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Hi. So you guys, Amanda is a freelance podcast producer. She's a good friend of mine. She formerly was over at Muller, she wrote, and she worked on BuzzFeed on their daily news and pop culture podcast shows. So today we are going to be talking about a couple things. Amanda is one of the girls who actually rolls in my circle, who was born femme. <laughs> and uh, so we have a queer family that does like, we do a lot together, I think. Our, like, we little, do. Our little ranch shack family that we have. We have a brunch bunch that, you know, we do uh, holidays together here and there. And then you guys are like wonderful because Amanda and her wife, they watch my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They watch little Miss Lucy. We're the only lesbian couple in a sea of uh, gay men. <laughs> but it's a but we have a good lesbian couple because we're like A plus gays. So oh, thank say. you, thank you, Abs- absolutely. So okay, we are just coming off like I wasn't around last week to give you guys an episode, so we have to talk a little bit about like Halloween. And Amanda just had some friends in town. Amanda is from north of the border. She's from Nova Scotia. <laughs> And so I don't know what that accent was. It was a little more Minnesota than Nova Scotia, but it was cute. But it was, she's Nova Scotians and um, the Nova Scotians, you know, like she just had her family down here. Mm -hmm. And so it was quite (laughs) a culture revelation for your sister. Yes. I have a little sister who is also queer and um, said she was inspired by me to come out, which is always very cute as an older sibling. Uh, but she just turned 21 recently, and it was her first time in California, first time in a gay bar, first drag show, first gay nightclub, first any of that. And we crammed all into like one week, and she had the best time ever in Hillcrest. Okay, you guys, the thing is, is that like the things that she is now going to have legendary in her mind for her very first drag show because she got to experience a dream girls at Moe's with like Chad Michaels her first and ever drag like, show oh like so good who was all in town was it like Dolly Levi and the, and the whole crew or who did you yeah see? I can't remember exactly who it was I think Dolly Levi was there um Chad Michaels was there and came up and greeted her personally and said she loved Canada and my sister was like swoon <laughs> she right. was just like I'm in love with her so it was very exciting and Every uh, single picture was with a new, different color, different type of cocktail and a different kind of glass. It was just yes. like photo dump. And she's like, there she is. So she was really living her true life. She was living her best life. She truly was. It was her I, first time visiting her older sister uh, in California. And I wanted her to give her the best experience ever in the neighborhood. And I think I did. So I love this. It's okay. fun to have gay siblings. I wish everyone had that experience. See, I don't like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about my sister's journey, but she's with a guy right now. So it's just kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? But he's a good guy. So at least yeah. that, you know what I mean? She, I she's call my gay. other sister, uh, my favorite straight person. <laughs> Your favorite. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, um, this past weekend, I was over at PEX on, um, if you guys hear about the ice, I'm actually drinking Maker's Mark. I never drink like a whiskey. And I actually just found like one of these um, boxes from one of the charity things that we do that was full of like weird cocktail mixers and things. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, it was from Mr. A's and it was like, it was already prepared a Manhattan drink. And you just had to like add like two ounces of uh, Maker's Mark. 
Mm. So I did that and I feel warm inside. So we're going to go and we're going to tell you guys some warm stories. That warm story. Okay. Today we're going to get into what we're going to talk about today is the pop culture of it all. Is that we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which had an epic episode this week. And then we're also going to talk about the new Amazon Prime piece of cultural reality show gem that is Tampa Bay's. It is trash. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. It is great. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to tell you about PEX. Okay, so this past weekend, I was over at PEX and I was doing the uh, Thirst bu- uh, Beer Bus t- situation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what the crowd was going to be like because it's it was uh, Palm Springs Pride this past weekend. So it was like all of our crowd just hightails it out to the desert. And we still had a pretty nice crowd, but it was so different. And we had so many people visiting San Diego. So I met a gentleman and the first, and I like saw him and I knew instantly, like he was attractive. And the thing is, is in my whole job there, just be like schmoozy and like, hello and be flirty and pour beer and just kind of like, hello. And I'm walking around like almost nothing. I worked the door at gossip. So I get it. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but, but I'm like full on underwear, you know what I mean? Like, just kind of like, hi, let me sit in your lap and pour your drink. I mean, it's really, <laughs> the, it really is the vibe. And <laughs> so I, I, I would let you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's such a compliment. Um, And actually, and our other friends were there, Mike and Juan, they were in house. And it's always so funny to like happen upon them while I'm like without a shirt on with underwear. And it's just kind of like, this isn't our normal brunch attire. Like it does, it really does feel awkward. (laughs) You're like, Hey guys, just at work. (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, I didn't know you guys were coming out. It's so great. Mm, Let me go. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's so weird. Um, Just because I don't know if it's like, I don't have like the full like character of D'Angelo Gogo, like on at that moment, like when I'm first like there, but um. So it was funny though, because like one of the crowds, so this was just a moment that I'm just going to tell you just because Amanda is like a person who is totally tapped in woke, you know, she's politicized. We have, you know, we have opinion and we have everything else. And so you're going to appreciate this because it was a (laughs) weird situation when you meet somebody who has a profession that you don't necessarily agree with, but then at the same time you meet the person, you're like, you're really, really sweet and nice. And so you have to separate those things. And at the same time, it was just a passing moment that we got to see each other so there's these two guys that are standing there and the one guy is attractive and then like they're both attractive one of them had like this older look very much like from new york city um tan like the fake tan you know what i mean like there's a difference Mm -hmm. between like out in san diego because we're outside all the time with with the glow and then you have like the tanning bed tan you know what i mean you got crispies okay so he was original recipe and and i noticed that like and i knew original i just knew (laughs) He's not going to be like, um, how would you say, like, he's not from here. He's not from San Diego. So I'm just like, he wasn't a local sweetheart. You could sense the energy. He was not from around here. And I knew it was very East Coast. It was Jersey or New York City or Florida, because that sometimes will sneak in there. And, you know, then all of a sudden they're like, I do meth. And you're like, you're Florida. But anyways, (laughs) so like. I look at this. So I look at this guy and I'm like, oh, okay. So we're like talking and just, you know, doing my normal flirty thing. And then the other guy, and I got the vibe from the other thing that the other guy who was with them was straight. Mm-hmm. And then I see this girl just kind of like wander over. And then it just gets this conversation. Oh, who are you? What do you do? And he's like, I'm like, you guys from here? You know, I clearly know that they're not. I just can tell like, you know, they're both displaced of being in the bear bar. You know what I mean? They don't look like dads. They don't look like they're San Diego. And I usually pretty much know like the locals who are around. And he's, oh, I'm from New York. I'm moving to San Diego very soon. I was like, oh, you're going to have a great time, especially because he's like very fit tattoos. He's going to be a daddy. I mean, like he's just going to be adopted the moment that he gets here. 
<laughs> and so, and then that tan will turn into like a beach tan, you know, mm-hmm. but, and then like, oh, well, who's this? Well, that's my, that's my nephew showing me around, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool. So, and then I don't know why. And I never say, cause it's like the most trivial thing. What do you do? I never do that. And I go, what do you do? <laughs> and then he goes, oh God, was it something awful? Was it something awful? I'm a like environmentally officer. destructive. I'm oh, a police okay. officer. Oh. But I didn't even say anything. And I don't know if my my face said it. Because the thing is, is like, I don't know. You know, we've we've had a summer. We've had a whole year of, of this whole situation. And the thing is, he goes, I'm a police officer. And I don't know if my face did a weird thing or whatever. But his girlfriend was like immediately like, oh, my God, no. But he has like the best heart ever. And then like she just started. She like went in and started like giving excuses and justifying. And I had said nothing. And I was like, no, it's wonderful. I'm so glad that you're here because, you know, this is good that you get to experience what this place is and you know what's going on and that, you know, there's nothing nefarious happening here. So I appreciate that you coming in here and enjoying Mm -hmm. a drink. You know what I mean? So just trying to be like diplomatic and hello and rolling out the red carpet and, you know, (laughs) Right. Like with those police officers, I'm standing there in my underwear. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just like, yeah, it was just like this weird moment. And so it was just like, okay, I'm going to go. And I just like kind of like wander off, you know, and that sort of thing. But it was just like, it was one of those things that like, and I never say, what do you do? Like, what Mm. says that? Like, it's so cheesy. It's more like, oh, so where are you guys going next? You know what I mean? That's a better question because like it's Saturday night, it's eight o'clock. What's next on the Because if you find out who they really are, it kills the vibe oh my god it really does and it really <laughs> yeah. did it just kind of like the music stopped record scratch mm-hmm. it like all happened at that moment I was you're like, like oh <laughs> yeah but it, and it shouldn't even have been weird you know what I mean but it just it was for that little brief moment okay before we move on we have to you have to tell the story about your first experience taking your sister out dancing <laughs> okay so we have a gay bar here in town the gossip girl that's actually a girl bar it's only the only one on the west coast yeah i think that there are like maybe like less than 20 um like Mm -hmm. women-centered or slash lesbian bars uh left in the country yeah that's it that's it but i mean lesbians and queer women pansexual women and femmes of any kind go out and party because if you don't spend your money they will close Well, seriously, <laughs> we're like, but we're gardening. We're at home with our dogs. <laughs> but at least go and have a drink after work. Like, go stop by, have a drink after work. Actually, though, speaking of speaking of which, slight side topic. Um, the sister bar to Gossip Girl, which just opened recently, which is across the street from Gossip Girl, is called Barrel and Board, and actually, it's sort of like a more grown up, sort of date night, quiet vibe for mm-hmm. women, which is really rad. So, if you're in San Diego, you should go there. It's like if you don't, if you just want to go have like a quiet you know, charcuterie board with your lady and you don't want like crazy young lesbian vibes, then mm-hmm. Berlin board is where it's at. Anyway, okay. A charcuterie board, charcuterie, charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah. And all of the drinks are named after like pop stars and, you know, female politicians and rad women, et cetera. Anyway, very, I digress. Very much in that, in that Moe's universe. This is a paid advertisement for the Moe's Yes. Universe. It's actually, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not paid, but if they want to, let's go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, my wife and I already work for them in some capacity. So God, we're like family. But anyway, mm-hmm. okay. So I take my little sister out. She's never been to a lesbian bar before ever. Um, she's 21. And this little brat already has so much confidence. It's insane to me. I didn't have that much gay confidence at 21. I'm so mad. <laughs> she shows up in town. She's like, okay, sissy, take me to gossip and feed me to the wolves. Feed <laughs> like, me to the wolves. I'm like, oh my God. 
I'm horrified, but I'm a little impressed. And I'm like, you are so related to me. Oh my God. So, <laughs> which is, it's like, it's does like, she know your stories? Does she know about London? Does she know your travels? <laughs> like, like a, like a little, like a little, you know, I mean, we're really similar. So I, but she's 10 years younger than me. So I have been sharing little bits as she's gotten a little older and we've built up more trust, but you know, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Mm. Um, anyway, so She's very much like a mini me, um, but even more sarcastic than I am, which is also annoying. <laughs> so I take her out. <laughs> she's quick. <laughs> yeah, she's very quick. Um, and yes, yeah, can we sideline real quick? When did yeah. she come out? When did she come out to you? I think like maybe like two years ago. So she's twenty one now, and she was like nineteen. Oh, fabulous! Okay. Yeah, I remember actually. She lives in a small town in Canada. Um, aspires to one day living in California like her sister. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, she lives in a well, it's not a small town, a small city in Canada, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I guess around two years ago she came out and she said to me, slight emotional gay moment here. She said to me that I had like helped like clear the way in, in the family and like did the hard work to come out to you know, various family members. And she was like, Aww. Oh, it's okay now. And I had gotten married to a woman and she was like very much felt like it was okay for her to like come out after it was I had... safe it was safe yeah. because it, the world didn't end everything kept on happening you know exactly I like full-on married a woman and, and everything like the world didn't end and everyone was fine with it so mm-hmm. um anyways so that, yeah I, she called me one day two years ago and was like by the way I'm like you but I'm pansexual I'm not bi bi sort of old fashion now sorry sissy <laughs> <laughs> I was like Cool. Okay. <laughs> Miley Cyrus said, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, so I take her to gossip and um, I'm like so excited because I finally get to take my little sister out to her first lesbian bar. And I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And I think within 20 minutes, she was making out with some girl on the dance floor. I'm like, <sighs> oh, okay. All right. No problem. No problem. I'll just like go chill on the patio entertain myself for a little while it's fine it's fine did, did you see the attraction happening with her and the other person or was no, it no like, it was like your so back fast. and like all of a sudden it was like boom. oh yeah no it was like it was like it was so fast oh my like <laughs> the next day I was like was it you or was it her and she was like oh she came on to me and I was like somebody smelled fresh meat on you <laughs> oh, she was new in the new in the neighborhood <laughs> exactly <laughs> So uh, I go back and check on her a little while later. She's still making out with this girl. I'm like, oh God, this is so awkward. Like, I'm happy for you, but this is awkward because I'm your sister. I want to see this. It's a go, sibling. It's uh. like, Ugh. so I go, I, I go away again. And eventually I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go home then because I'm just chilling by myself, <laughs> like chatting occasionally with the girls at the bar who I know who work there. She comes to find me just before I'm getting ready to leave. And she's like, so um, you can go, by the way. I'm going to stay. I won't be coming back tonight. Uh, but have fun. Bye. Okay. I love, wait, the, the, the thing here that I love too is that dear, dear readers, okay. Amanda will go to a nightclub all alone and find her fun and just go and like you will sparkle out and just go unicorn out in the nightclub by yourself. And your sister made you feel awkward on your own turf. (laughs) I know. Like I will. I'm such an extrovert that like sometimes when I am cheering up, you know, my wife, Joelle, will be like, babe, why don't you go dance tonight? Even if no one goes with you, just go dance. And, um, you know, I'm an extrovert with ADHD, so I Mm -hmm. love... (laughs) It's easy for me to make friends, but Squirrel. she, 
Squirrel, exactly. That's exactly who I am. But like a fun squirrel, a fun, cute mm-hmm. squirrel with glitter on. And uh, she literally came up in there and was just like, I thought we were going to have this great night. And she was just like, oh, sorry. I already found someone to entertain me. <laughs> it's like, bye. wow, bye. Leave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully no one in our extended family listens to this. Uh-huh. So, because uh, we'll I edit, probably shouldn't we'll be telling this, this story. We'll, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone listens to it. But uh, anyway, score for my sister, fucking badass. I was not that confidently queer at her age. So like this generation is making me feel very happy for them and not at all bitter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it's fine. so funny because in our friend group, you're the young one. Like I was always I the young one. And then you came along and you just took my mantle completely. And it was like... <laughs> Oh, okay. And so now when we're with our other friends and like we had friends who were celebrating birthdays and things. And the thing is, is and everybody's a good like 15 to 20 years older than 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 us. Mm-hmm. But we like we we mesh in and everything else. I just said that they're hating us right now, whoever's listening. <laughs> I'm gonna text message from the brunch bunch. But anyways, um I say that you know, because we were celebrating even my partner's birthday, but uh okay let's get into let's get into why we're here we're talking about some tv show we're going to talk about tv shows the reality shows we are bingeable and so i wanted to bring it back to this and um amanda what is your relationship with the housewives did you ever watch or was this like your first episode you've ever watched um i have not been a housewives person it's been very like i've never been a dedicated watcher no Mm -hmm. never have you ever watched like an episode? Have you ever been like interested? Uh, like I have, like yes, but I have never watched like a season, so I don't have like a narrative. Oh, so you don't have a narrative, okay? No, but I would love for you to explain okay. to me, like I'm a five year old, why this episode was so scandalous, please. Okay, so let's just <laughs> talk about this. Okay, so one of the things that we've been talking about. Okay, so now Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This is now its second season, so it's a relatively new franchise for the whole Housewives. Okay, and mm-hmm. they just announced that the first time, so Bravo has a bunch of housewife series that they do here in the United States. And I want to say there are right now 10, there was 10 cities overall, but I want to say there's like eight active. So like mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Dallas is no longer active. Uh, DC is no longer there's still active. eight cities that are active. That's a lot. Yeah. So we were, I was just speaking about this with uh, Nelson, another friend of the pod who comes on quite often. And so he had convinced his, his boyfriend does trivia like bars and things like that. And so he's now been putting in more housewives, but there are um, there's 10 that are around and that's not including some of like the offshoots. Okay. So the first one that came along was the real housewives of OC. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we had like, New Jersey, Atlanta, New York, all these other cities all started to fold in. Beverly Hills is what we're coming off of right now. Okay. And so like those of you guys who are like listening, if you guys are Housewives fans and everything else, what's really, really smart about what's happening with Bravo right now is they just have really figured out like pre post pandemic, what, how they need to get all their stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So we are coming off of an explosive Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season. And the reason why is because the real life shit that people are going through can't be ignored anymore. And what we're seeing is like this really nice cross cut in culture and in pop culture that people who are Housewives fans are also kind of true, true crime fans. 
you know, mm. that's, mm-hmm. and so, and now that the women are getting into some kind of trouble here and there is that we're getting more of that. And so like back in years past, there was issues we had once there was a, a husband who was abusing his wife and he ended up killing himself. And there was a whole thing that there was a storyline of Beverly Hills and they haven't went that dark because there hasn't been that kind of fodder, mm-hmm. but this most recent season of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, Erica Girardi, she was married to Tom Girardi, who was the uh, lawyer from the Aaron Brockovich case, you know, and he was like a public defendant in a sense, but then he had this really, really huge, massive law firm. And now they've been in charge. They've been in trouble for taking money essentially right. all the, you know, and, and so that's been kind of what has been on the, on the horizon. So real Housewives of Beverly Hills just ended Erica Girardi, all that sort of thing. So now they're going to be shooting the next season. And then what real Housewives of Salt Lake city did was they came in last year and they came in guns a blazing they were it was a perfect storm for salt lake city to become a really crown jewel and bravo's like little crown there mm-hmm. uh, sideline bravo is actually going to be producing their very first international housewives which is going to be mm. housewives of dubai they're mm. going oh that'll be interesting big big money there and so and they're using one of the ladies from london to anchor that show and blah blah, blah. so um there are some other things like real housewives, housewives of melbourne and that sort of thing those are produced by other places and then Brant Bravo syndicates them, but they're not actually produced by Bravo. This is something that Bravo does have a hand in. So anyway, Salt Lake City was shot before the pandemic, but it aired in the pandemic and it was one of the only seasons that didn't have a COVID thing over it. So people found complete like release into it. And then these women just kind of, you have the religion, all this aspect of religion with all the Mormonism that's in this people who have left Judaism to go into Mormonism, people who mm. were Mormon that are back to being Jewish. Jewish. There are people who, um, there's, a, there's a Christian woman on this, you know what I mean? And so, and then you also have like the Shahs who I forget, and it's really, really bad of me not to know exactly what she thinks. So there's a religious aspect that also goes into this. And with the last year being the year of everything being unveiled, it just kind of, this one kind of hit its stride. And so we have Jen Shaw, who is now in major trouble. Okay, so she's one of the major players in this. And uh, in this episode of Real Housewives, they did an extended episode. So the very first hour would have been just a good episode on its own because it's just showing, you know, that the breakdown of friendships, somebody who's been sticking up for somebody forever is now we're done because you've made a fool of me today. And then they give us this little tag because they wanted to jump onto there is no more Beverly Hills. And now we're going to bring in that true crime aspect. So Jen Shaw, we see her get arrested. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We don't see her get arrested. We see what's leading up to it. And apparently next week is what Andy Cohen is calling one of the top three best housewife episodes of all time out of all franchises. So the top ones are like the, the, Beverly Hills has the house, the, um, the dinner from hell, which is when they brought a medium and she like made the women feel like shit. And some of them, she was on the side. It was like Camille Grammer and all these other people. But so there's all these other major episodes. So we're going to see this kind of thing. So this is like leading all up into this. So I love it because they're so delusional. Jen Shaw is in real trouble. So have you looked to see what Jen Shaw is actually in trouble for? I was reading a re- I watched the, all the episodes of Tampa Bay's. I didn't make it through, um, Real Housewives, but I was watching like a YouTube recap and reading about it. But mm-hmm. give me the give me give me your summary. Okay, so I'm going to grab this real quickly from this is just the Cliff Notes from Us magazine. So it's about her her uh, legal drama. Mm-hmm. Essentially, she's indicted for a, a long running telemarketing scheme 
Mm-hmm. And so it's her and her assistant, Stu, who we saw in the episode as well, the one who was helping her, um, who was snowshoeing with her. That's mm-hmm. her assistant, Stuart. Okay. Okay. Is Stuart gay or straight? First take. A little gay. <laughs> he's got a wife and son. So he might oh. be gay, but he's got a wife and son at home. And there, here's the other thing too. <laughs> His wife didn't know he was a cast member on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season one until the season came out. Oh, wow. So there are some things that are hidden. Also, slight side note, I'm doing a bit of research right now. And one of these headlines from Insider says, (laughs) Real Housewives star said she literally had PTSD for weeks after law enforcement came looking for Jen Shaw in the middle of filming. (laughs) I love the melodrama, man. Literally had PTSD. Oh, it's the best. It's so. <laughs> oh, uh, so here in Us Magazine, it says Jen Shaw, who portrays herself as a wealthy and successful business person on a reality television, and Stuart Smith, who portrayed as Shaw's first assistant, allegedly generated and sold lead lists of innocent individuals for members of their scheme to repeatedly scam. So mm. it's essentially is that if you were somebody who was you can call you and you're they're doing this to a lot of old people really so it's people who it's telemarketing scheme so they would call your grandmother mm-hmm. up and be like hey if you give us this much money that you can own a part of this business blah 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 blah, blah. we'll get you started okay great well as soon as they get a lead that they know that this person is susceptible mm-hmm. then they they start selling those lead lists around and these people they get into these telemarketing schemes so they get their information sold they get so more they-, they start dipping into their you know accounts it's one of those things almost like the whole trump you know, people signing up for like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. do a $45 donation to Trump. And then like like $45 a week. <laughs> and it's like coming out of their account. In the, it, in the fine print. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So it's all this fine print. So there's all these little things. So mm-hmm. in this episode, we're starting to see too more of the fourth wall being broken down by housewives, mm-hmm. which is really, really fun because, you know, oh, it's so fake. And then these real things, you know, like it's fake because everybody has a call time. Everybody has to show up at seven o'clock today because we're all going on a trip at eight. Make sure that you're ready to get your camera ready because they were filming it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, And then you also, you don't fight with people until you're actually in front of a camera, you mm-hmm. know? So that's the fun of all this. And so- It feels like a disconnect, and, but then and all of a sudden there's something that's like, very real happening to them exactly yeah. and the thing is is and you can see too like when she was being arrested it was just kind of like what's going on is this a joke is this and then they start realizing no 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 it's not a joke this is like real we're in, she's in trouble she's on the run blah 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 blah, blah. so okay, also so slight I, side note i don't want to be insensitive with the comment i had about uh you know uh, uh having ptsd having guns waved in your face is not fun obviously yeah. But, you know, the melodrama is real. <laughs> I think the melodrama is real. Come on. I mean, the also thing is, that. <laughs> okay, when we talk about reality people and reality shows and everything else is that we have to give us a little bit of, of, of a, an elastic band here when it comes to, like, how politically correct we're going to be. Because we know we're going to say things that are probably going to be like, oh, do we just say that? Whatever. It's for comedy's sake. And so if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not funny, then write a letter. Still give us five stars. Um, but <laughs> so... Okay, I just need to know your hot takes because we don't have we don't have to do a whole like um, episode recap and every- and everything. But mm-hmm. essentially, we have the episode opening up with Mary Cosby. Okay, mm-hmm. so how did you feel about Mary Cosby? She's the she's the only black one in the cast, and so she's quite aggressive in this episode. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. I, I did not get a good feel for everyone. Like I said, I just read the recap, so mm-hmm. I don't really have a good feel for all of them, but I am going to watch it afterwards and okay. let you know how I feel. No, I have okay, a lot so of opinions on the Tampa Bay's. I have a lot of opinions. Okay. On the <laughs> we're going to, we're going to jump over there. So one of the things too, is I'm just going to tell you some little facts about some Please of these do. Housewives. Please do. Okay. So Miriam Cosby is a, because I'm invested now that I've yeah. read up about this. Like the drama oh. of the crime makes me want to watch this now. You, you have to, because any, it would be a good time for you to just jump in this last episode. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. So what's happening here is that Mary's invite, she invites everybody, but um, this girl, Jenny, to a, uh, to a lunch, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to be making pasta and that sort of thing. It's Italian lunch. And it gets very, very problematic with the whole interchanging Italian for mobster is not, those are not synonyms, people. Okay. You cannot use... Italian mobster and Italian as those aren't synonyms. Okay. Like one is a really, really bad stereotype and the way that they were just throwing it around and it was like, yikes. (laughs) It's just like one of those groups that you're just like, okay. And okay. Uh, You know, so as they go through this, but Marianne Cosby, okay. So I'm going to tell you this little fact and you guys, I'm going to describe what Amanda's face does as I tell her this fact about Marianne Cosby. So Marianne Cosby has a pastor at her church. She is married to a man who is well over 30 years her senior. This man is her step-grandfather. Okay, so Amanda (laughs) just retracted. She just became a Pez dispenser and she just like (laughs) fell on the floor. Two pieces of candy (laughs) fell out of her head. Oh Um, God. (laughs) But so- That's some Woody Allen shit right there. Yeah, so apparently her grandmother was married to this man. She was a pastor of this church. And this church is very, very, very culty. You know what I mean? Like grandma was, there's pictures of grandma holding hands with Jesus on the walls of the church. Okay, like she's God. Okay, like she is like God. And that's how they, they kind of feel about her. But Miriam Cosby, that her grand, her grandmother passed away. And the church, she wanted it to stay in the family. And one of the ways that she said that it would stay in the family is if somebody else in the family married the, the, the grandfather to become a pastor as well. And she did, she stepped in line in front of her mother who was mad at her and hasn't spoken with her in years because of this. That's something they revealed last week. It is crazy, <laughs> okay? So another thing that they do in this episode too is there's a woman named Heather Gay who is wonderful. Heather is probably the one that everybody kind of like gravitated towards. She's center in, in, in the housewife's photos. There's always somebody who gets to have the center diamond, center snowflake, whatever. She's mm-hmm. center. She's the center girl right now. Okay. People loved her the first season. She was the one who was kind of the person who tethered everybody down to the ground because she mm-hmm. was the most real. She's the one who orders first. Are we going to eat tiramisu? Let's go. You I mean like she's just ready mm-hmm. to like, I, I want, I want lamb, lamb lollipops, please. Like she's just, she's us. The other yeah, day. She, she is us. Yeah. <laughs> and she really was. She really did ask for lamb lollipops. I'm just saying. <laughs> so she's wonderful. And the thing is she left the church. She left her husband. She's the most successful self-made. Mm-hmm. She's got this thing called beauty lab and laser in, in, uh, in Salt Lake. And she's now they're showing her process of getting out of the church and they're showing how much problems they're having. So she has this luncheon with her niece. Mm -hmm. And in that luncheon, she has this whole situation where her niece, where she's like nervous because, you know, they never have drank in front of her because they used to be Mormon. And so Mm -hmm. her and her daughter are no longer practicing. And so they've, they've left the church and they go through. So it's, it's, you lose so much of your community and your identity and your lifestyle. Like not that I've ever been Mormon, but I've been, I've nerded out on it. Yeah. If you leave. Mm-hmm. And so there's these four different levels of like what you have that you have the celestial, the terrestrial, mm-hmm. 
the telestial. Mm-hmm. You know? So like people who are celestial, people who are like completely, you know, Mormon and they, they observe, they practice, they, they go by all the rules. Mm-hmm. Then terrestrial people are people that observe a lot of the Mormon things, but they maybe drink, they maybe do, you know, they, they have a couple like vices. Then mm-hmm. you have telestial, which is Jeffrey Dahmer. That's the expanse. That's the exam, the thing they give. And so like somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, who is not practicing has done terrible, terrible things, but, but he still observes that there is a Mormon, you know, God, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the outer darkness. That's what they call it. And that's what she is considered because she has walked away from the church. So Jeffrey Dahmer and their church has more standing than she does. This is basically what she goes to say in this episode. And so she's meeting with her niece, who's also leaving the church. And the niece is basically like, I'm leaving because I was seeing all the things that were happening in the world and, you know, social change. And I was thinking to myself, well, if we are supposed to be the leaders in God and whatnot, why are we not the ones leading the, leading the change? What mm-hmm. is, what's wrong here? Why don't we have black pastors? Why don't, and so that's why this girl's leaving the church mm-hmm. and it's her, it's her niece. So these, these really, really interesting pockets that they kind of give you throughout the episode. And then there's just these big overblown fights because Miriam Cosby's in a fight with this other woman named Whitney, who is mm-hmm. Heather's uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. And those two are in a fight because Here's the pettiness. This is why a housewife show is a housewife show. <laughs> Miriam Cosby will not. Uh, she was calling all the girls to invite them to her little chef class luncheon mm-hmm. that she was having this Italian luncheon. And she doesn't like how the other women dress. And so and Marion Cosby gives like really good gifts. And she uses a lot of her church money for like couture. She's always wearing Louis Vuitton in Balenciaga and like really, really big labels. So the money's mm-hmm. coming from somewhere. There's something shady going on, but we will get into Mary probably next year and see what exactly is going <laughs> to trouble there because this year we're, we're focusing on the Jen Shaw at all. But so these two women, so Mary is fighting with this girl, Whitney. And the reason why is because Whitney wouldn't pick up the phone when Mary was calling her <laughs> and she didn't pick up her, her FaceTime three different times. Mm. And the excuse that Whitney has was, I was driving carpool for the kids and that's why I couldn't pick up the phone. And I tried calling you later. And then, you know, Mary found it disrespectful because Mary finds herself to be close to God. And so everybody needs to bow down to her. So it becomes this really big fight that ends in the, in the end of the episode that Whitney's basically like F you gloves are off because then she talks to another girl sitting there at the, at the luncheon because Mm -hmm. Mary makes her feel like a, like a small child calls her a little girl and whatnot. So she goes Mm -hmm. to cry in the corner. One of the housewives goes over to like, you know, talk her through her cry, but Mm -hmm. the woman, but this woman goes, okay, so something really weird happened last week when I was at this other party, this guy named Cameron, who used to be part of Mary's congregation came up to me and told me all these weird things about don't trust her. Something's, you know, that she's not to be, not to be trusted, keep Mm -hmm. arms, arms length, blah, blah, blah. And that's what they keep on hearing from people. And then Whitney goes back and she goes, well, her cousin Joel said that she's basically, she's close to God, that they think that she's just like God. And that's why everybody says, don't cross her because something bad will happen to you. Cut to now, Cameron's dead in real life. In real <laughs> life, Cameron, this guy, Cameron, who was on the show last week is dead now. Like they said that something had happened with him. And so, and, and so it doesn't look like it's a nefarious thing, but it's just like a whole thing. So that's why- oh. like, 
Salt Lake City is deep with like these weird things and like this whole Mormon like undertow that they have. Mormons have secrets, man. And anything connected to Mormonism comes with secrets. Completely. So, but the end of the episode ends with, so that's kind of like they they give an extended like 20 minutes onto the episode. And Mm -hmm. it's the whole portion where she gets arrested. Well, Homeland Security shows up. So what Mm -hmm. they do is, is Jen is, so they show all the girls getting ready and they break the fourth wall because now you're seeing the camera shooting. You see the people who behind, you see this, Mm -hmm. the the producers and everything. And it's all the girls arriving at beauty lab and laser to get, and it's in the middle of pandemic too. Mm -hmm. So when they, the cast on all these different reality housewife shows, they take cast trips and it's usually the best episodes of the season because you get everybody in a, in a small situation and you know it's like a powder keg you know what i mean like put them all together it's also like yeah it's like when you watch friends and there you have the episodes where they're all in this stuck in the same apartment you get the ensemble shows Mm -hmm. that's what the housewives does but they force them all to go on vacation together Mm -hmm. and now that we're in pandemic it's like okay well how are we gonna get there we're gonna go to Vail. i have a house in Vail. great so we're gonna rent a bus and so it just gets a little bit hairy here because it's like who tipped off the feds that Jen Shaw was going to be getting on to this bus to go to Vail that day. And the cops came at that time. So did Bravo do it? And then would also, Ooh. yeah. So it's like, did Bravo do it? And then the other things that are out there are Mary Cosby who hates Jen Shaw. They are, they have like a tumultuous relationship. Mm-hmm. Mary Cosby that morning calls and says, I have a really bad headache. I didn't sleep well last night. And I'm just tired of this one girl. I'm tired of Whitney. So I'm going to take a private jet there. So she doesn't even go when Homeland Security is going to show up. And then the other woman also, this other woman, Meredith, who also has a, issues with Jen Shaw, because Jen Shaw basically made fun of her son, who may or may not be queer, mm-hmm. but he hasn't come out completely. Mm-hmm. And so, and Jen Shaw was liking and retweeting things that were talking really, really bad about his sexuality last year. And mm-hmm. this kid, is, and he's like 21 years old. And so, and he hasn't come out. So like, leave him alone. Yeah. And so Meredith, it's her son. So she's being mama bear. So did she call the feds? <gasps> Who done it? So that's the whole thing. That's what we're going to mm, get into. Like this, this season is getting really, really good. So all these women are all accumulating there. And Jen Shaw gets a phone call while she's sitting inside this uh, bus. And the phone call, she's like, yeah, uh-huh. And it's like, it's almost like she's being instructed by the person on the other line, uh, uh, end of the phone to say, I don't need, I, you don't need to react. I need you to get in the car. I need you to come home right now. Just leave the shoot. They're coming for you. Is essentially what somebody basically calls her and says is that, you know, they, somebody's tipping her off because what they've now said is that the Homeland Security, the feds and everybody went to her home. Mm-hmm. And so somebody at the house called her cell and said, they're coming for you. Get away from the cameras. The cameras are going to catch it all. So, but when she, so Jen gets this call. And she's like all like weird. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she, she like, you can see her looking at all the cameras, like even like the hidden ones that are hidden in the bus. So, and like Bravo even captures it very much like saw or like sliver. So like they're showing all the different camera angles of like her looking at all the different cameras. And then she leans over to the other girl. She goes, can you turn my mic off? Can you turn my mic off? And so to like turn her mic off, she leaves the bus, she on her phone. So nobody can hear what she's doing. She comes back and she's like, um, I, uh, so Sharif, my husband, Sharif senior, he was at a doctor appointment and, uh, he's got internal bleeding. And so I have to go and, and see what's going on because, uh, he might have to have surgery. That's what I'm, 
that's what that's what I was reading in the recap. And so all these girls are like, what? What? Okay, number one, to say that say something like that and put that uh-huh. in the universe. I'm a big like, yeah, that, that's secreting something bad. Like that is just like, of all the things that you could say. Yeah, I've never husband done, has internal bleeding. I've never used a dead a dead relative as an excuse. I've never said something like my. I've never been like, oh, my boyfriend fell off a ladder because bad you karma, baby. Say, yeah, it is. So for her to do, see that, but so that's one thing that goes in my head. But uh, so. It's so funny though, because as she's trying to go and she's like, yeah, I just, I have to go. And in her other, she's got eight assistants. So her other assistants there with the truck and like, she's ready to get on this, this thing. And it's so funny because like her best friend, Heather Gay, the cool one who mm-hmm. he, Rihanna follows Heather, Heather Gay. That's how cool she is. And so <gasps> my dream Heather walks out and she's like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And like, Heather's like almost like holding her and like, can we do anything for you? And you can just see like, she's like a wet cat. Like, like Jen Shaw just needs to be out of that situation. Oh, well, why don't you come and tell everybody on the bus what's going on? And then <laughs> Jen's like, I gotta go. And like, they're just like, oh, can we do anything for you? And they're just like holding her. And you can just see this woman, she's ready to crawl out of her skin because she needs to get out of there. And so they show her like leave and then Bravo doesn't do a lot of times, times elapses, you know, they don't really mm-hmm. show. And they show like 12 minutes later. And so all the girls are like talking they're like, Oh, we feel bad for Jen. And so, and they're doing the whole thing that you do because you're such a good person that you should stay back because your friends here, but mm, we really, you know, we got childcare we got the house, the bus is here. I think she would want us to go. If it's really serious, we can always take a plane back. And if it's not bad, then she can always just get a jet over to us, you know, because this is that kind of money that you talk that you just, just jump, jump, jump a plane. And so like, you know, get a private jet. It's the middle of pandemic. We're good. You know, you don't have to fly with anybody, but like, it's just these, they're like, maybe we shouldn't go. And like the producer, they even show like the fourth wall being broken again. Cause the producer comes on the bus. She's like, are you guys really not going to go? Like, are you guys, you guys really like we have all the crew people are there like you know what I mean like you can see that that's going through this woman's head mm-hmm. and they're like we're just we're just figuring it out and like one of the girls is like well I got child care like you know what I mean <laughs> like, mom been, needs to party <laughs> we've been locked up for a year in the house it's 2020 you know what I mean <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like this is back last year and so it's just it's amazing how they just kind of all justify like okay we're, we're well this 12 minutes as these women are talking you can see out the windows mm-hmm. of the bus, you know, cause they're on like a tour bus and you see Homeland security and SWAT starting to swarm and starting to get closer and closer on the thing. And then it would be kind of traumatic actually, to be honest. Yeah. And then it starts rolling. Oh, I'll tell you a whole story. I think I've maybe told it here once before, but I'll tell you in a second, but um, cause I've been in this situation, but uh, so the Homeland security, they all show up, the girls kind of deal with it. And so now Jen is on the run, you know, and like, well, what do we do? Well, should we call her and warn her? No, I wouldn't. (laughs) And so, and then they to be continuous. So like next Mm. week is going to be great. So like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City people, if you are not watching, this is like, it's a good for early season because the women aren't famous enough to be recognized everywhere. So it's still good drama. And the fact that she is out there. And if she really is doing these alleged crimes and whatnot, my goodness. Ooh, okay. juicy. All right. All right. You've convinced so, me. 
Yeah. So, okay. So here's a story real quickly. So I'll just give it to you because if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to it, it's in the back episode, probably I think with Nelson, but I was in a SWAT situation. You were? Tell mm-hmm. me. So this is a bunch of years ago um, when I was in Ohio. And so, and I was living there temporarily, just kind of uh, for a little while working, working for this job and um, found a roommate on Craigslist. And it was like, it was a too good to be situation and it really was mm-hmm. too good to be true. So it was a beautiful condo house thing in a little gated community situation, uh-huh. rent a room out, just furnish the room. The rest of the apartment was furnished, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I show up, meet the guy, give him my check, you know, and then we're talking. And then like the next day, or I had spent like one night in the apartment the next day I was like, um, going to go out and find a bed and that sort of thing. Cause I just moved from New York. And so I had nothing already, you know, accumulated. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he's like, Oh, I have to go, I have to go out of town. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know what I mean? Whatever. So he leaves. I don't think anything of it. I'm having a time of my life because I am off. I'm employed. I have money. I'm like, I'm just going to go shopping later. And I had a little bit of weed. So, <laughs> so I'm watching Ugly Betty and I'm like buying new seasons. This is back like when you would like buy a season on like Apple or uh, on Apple Music and whatnot. And um, so I'm just tearing through Ugly Betty episodes, a little bit stoned in the house by myself. And a couple of hours later, knock, knock, knock at the door. <gasps> I'm fried. <laughs> and there is policemen and I see SWAT and then <gasps> I look at the windows and I see SWAT in the window over here and I see him in the other thing I hear them in the garage I can hear all these policemen and everything else and I'm like oh my god and I'm like what did I do you know what I mean so like and I didn't have any weed left I just had smoked everything but it was still like one of those moments and so they come in and they explain to me that yeah this roommate person that I was living with was on the run from the law, probably in the same kind of a money laundering kind of a scheme situation that he had Damn. taken a bunch of money. He was living, he was in New York City and he was making his way out somewhere else. And so it was a whole mm. thing. And so it was just like, yeah. You must have been just, like shitting your pants. Oh, it was, it was insane. It was insane. And the thing, the best part about it though, was he left so quick, he left my check on oh. the counter. So, yeah. I didn't, so I had a three-day vacation for no money, essentially, <laughs> that ended with a SWAT team coming. So you win some, you lose thing. some. I really do. So <laughs> okay. That's so fucking funny. Let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna talk about Tampa Bay, B-A-E. On Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. So Amazon has hit us with a female mm-hmm. queer reality yeah. show yeah in the beginning it's a little bit hard to understand who all the girls are because they really do shuffle them through for you <laughs> did, you, did you find that yeah so. yeah 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 I, I definitely feel that way um yes. there's not the most diversity but there's a little <laughs> there is some diversity well somebody yeah. actually just said that to me this morning they're like they do a show in pampa and there's all these poc you know lesbians down there they don't use enough and i'm like well half the cast is what they did was they went light skin really i mean i think that's really what they did was it's just almost like you know oh we're gonna it's it's the uh, jessica seinfeld we're gonna give you your carrots and your brownie you know what i mean like we're gonna give you people of color but we're gonna make them look like white people so like there's an iranian girl there's a girl who there's two two girls who i think are half black or one's and then there's 
I think there's a little bit of Latina there. And then Marissa is, is she Greek? I forget. You know what? I suppose that's not really fair. I mean, there is, yes, there's, there's a Latina girl and there are, I think uh, there's a couple people who are black or half black and then there mm-hmm. is an Iranian girl, but yeah. So there's, it's not like it's all white or anything, but. No, it's not. Um, okay. So it's narrated by this girl named Cubby. Cuppy. Cu- oh, Cuppy. Oh my God. <laughs> Cuppy. <laughs> Cuppy. What is Cuppy short for? I don't know. And when I, I looked up out. her name, her name is Cuppy. Like they don't say anything else. I think that's just her actual, that's just her name. Yeah. Was Cuppy short for anything? No. Is Cuppy a nickname? I'm going to Google that. Is Cuppy a nickname? Ooh. Okay. So Autostraddle, which is like a lesbian like news website. I don't know if mm-hmm. probably a lot of your, you have not uh, read it, but it's one of the few like indie lesbian websites out there. I searched Cuppy Tampa Bay's and the headline that came up was Tampa Bay's is thin, white, and colorist. So we weren't too far off. There's no dark people on the show. <laughs> See, there you go. That's what I said. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. they made everybody light skin. And I actually, somebody said that earlier today and I was like, no, they just made them all light skin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's just the, yeah. Germany, they say it means tiny cup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I enjoyed the show more than I thought I was going to. It feels like the, it feels like, like Jersey Shore meets the L word in Florida. Very much so. It's, it's, but it's actually, it kept me, it kept me in there. And there's a few girls who, there's a few girls who I really like. So there's this girl named Cuppy. She's kind of our narrator. Mm -hmm. She is. I don't know, maybe our Snooky, so to speak, maybe our big Ange of the show. She's kind of <laughs> I, like, I think they want to kind of make her, she doesn't feel like she's at the center of the show. She's just kind of like this outer voice narrator almost. Yeah, she's sort of this like big sister, femme daddy sort of energy. And and, uh, and she doesn't know where she kind of fits in the group because she's new, she's back to Tampa and all yes, the girls are kind yes. of things. So there are- And she's always holding a fan and drinking a mimosa. There you go. <laughs> So what they've done too is that they have two power lesbian couples that they mm-hmm. have involved in this series. Okay. And so you that's are the narrative either, drama for you. That's the narrative. And so we either have Brianna, AKA Murphy mm-hmm. and her girlfriend, Haley, mm-hmm. Brianna. I don't like her, but anyways, um, <laughs> and then Summer bit, and Marissa, Summer and Marissa, mm-hmm. who I do love and like, okay, here's how I would explain them. Summer and Marissa are the friends that you, those are eating friends. Those are friends that you will go enjoy a meal with, have a moment Mm -hmm. where Brianna and Haley are the friends that you go meet them for drinks and you don't go to a second location. Like (laughs) that's how I feel about those girls. Like I think I like Marissa and Summer a little bit more. There's more heart there. There's a little Mm -hmm. bit more grounded in reality. And the other girls are just a little bit more defensive and deflective and they have a bit of a younger energy, more focused on like partying. But that being said, they're like lesbian party pad is pretty awesome. Oh my <laughs> I mean, God. Everything's <laughs> lit so well, right? <laughs> like. Um, yeah. Uh I, I will, it's funny, it feels almost like San Diego in certain shots, like the show. Mm. You know, it feels almost like the San Diego sort of lesbian scene until I see the girls wearing a lot of turtlenecks really republican looking turtlenecks <laughs> notice this fashion wise a little bit endless turtlenecks. yeah so many turtlenecks like halter turtlenecks 
and like crazy yeah halter turtlenecks with cut off sleeves yeah <laughs> um <laughs> there's that that's a situation we're also getting lots of um tattoos like stickers like yes. there is no real motif with the tattoos it's just kind of like i like this tribal one mm-hmm. i saw this when i went to go do yoga on the wall and that's why i got this tattoo on my forearm because that's very much olivia some of the girls' tattoos yeah olivia the the dui girl like yes her. yes i was gonna say i i've enjoyed the sort of i mean there's the two power couples okay who are the sort of main yeah. narrative but i also really enjoy some of the side characters and the friendships between them so olivia poor dui girl as we'll call her yeah. um, mel mel is my favorite me mel. too i was gonna the, say the artist, i have such mel. a crush on mel gosh like date me she's I so do cute too. okay She's adorable really def- i fangirl yesterday okay so the thing was is i went ahead and i like watched like the first episode halfway through and mm-hmm. i was like this is really good and then i like wanted to sit down and like pay attention so i could take mm-hmm. some notes and then i ended up watching three episodes and then I ended up finding them on Instagram. And okay. then I ended up telling Mel at like 1 a.m. that she was my favorite one on the show. So <laughs> that was my journey. And she's I'm my favorite too. <laughs> no, she has really good energy. She's very, uh, for lack of a better way of putting this, like she's very evolved. Like she's sort of like, you know, I'm like protecting her energy and drawing boundaries while still being loving and supportive of people. And she just has this really like, I don't know. I'm really what? crushing on her. She's just, she's a really good, like, uh, I meditate kind of energy mm-hmm. <laughs> and go to therapy, but yeah. And also she's really cute when Olivia. So that was one of the best exchanges too, because Mel yes. is this artist. Olivia is this, um, her, like her best friend is her best friend. And they have the girls. Like when you first meet them, Olivia shows up with alcohol and coffee. I mean, really it's just, they're setting. It was like narrative. a Monday morning or something. Yeah. Yeah, they really want, they're setting her up. They're setting that narrative for, for Olivia. But they both have recently gotten out of relationships mm-hmm. and they're friends and they don't know if it's anything else, but it doesn't look like it's, it looks like when you see the two of them interact, it's like one has a clearly more, like you're saying, Mel's clearly more evolved. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she's, totally. She's a little bit more secure in who she is. But when she picks her up, so Olivia calls her, we're, we're going to talk about this first episode and then we will mm-hmm. give you guys some nuggets about the second and third. We're not really giving anything away, but if it's a spoiler, it's a spoiler. So whatever. So Olivia gets in trouble for drunk driving. Mm-hmm. And that phone call is like heartbreaking when she calls. I know. And Mel picks her up with a bottle of water, mm-hmm. some snacks and a vape. <laughs> yeah. That's a friend. Right. <laughs> and just, and just hand and says, have you read through this paperwork? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what you have to do next? And it's like loving and supportive, but also not like no big deal, girl. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, that's a friend. Well, and the yeah, thing was, I really, too loved, is, Olivia. I, I really loved Mel, brother. I would say that to Olivia, when she cried on the phone, it was the most responsible drunk person, you know, DUI crying that I've ever witnessed on a reality show, let alone, <laughs> you know, like anybody else. The fact that she wasn't all woe is me. Mm-hmm. She said, I could have hurt somebody last night. I could have killed somebody. I can't, mm-hmm. I'll never, you know what I mean? So at least that part, there is some, you know. Remorse. R- remorse. There's yeah. something that she's actually, she's aware of what's going on. But, oh my goodness. Like, it was just. Also, side note, I had no idea that Tampa had such a robust um, LGBT scene. Who knew? I did not I, know. I've heard that it does. And it's like, and I just didn't realize that the, the female scene was so you know, big. Mm. It, 
it made me want to be a lesbian. Like, it was like, they're so cool. Not only that, but is everybody that attractive? Like, come through. I know, right? Tampa has some cuties, for real. And whoever's doing their confessional makeup, like, even the girls who are a little bit more butch, they're even putting makeup on them. They're like, no, you're not going out there. You're going to have a no makeup makeup look. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're just like, yeah, like, Mac is a little bit more butch. And Marissa, Marissa, I find very attractive, though. Yeah. Oh, Marissa. Oh, the the butchier one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's cute. She's cute. With the shaved sides of her head. Yes, definitely. Um, and her girlfriend's intensely long nails. Mm-hmm. Summer. <laughs> Summer and Marissa. Which is from the OC. Oh my gosh, Summer and Marissa. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. It That's really funny. is. Um, <laughs> Misha Barton. No, Miss Misha, Misha, Misha. Okay. Marissa's mom Renee Mm -hmm. I was assuming that Marissa's mom Renee was just like this mom who was cooking and then all of a sudden she took a phone call on her on on her wrist on her eye watch Mm -hmm. and then Marissa's mom is like this you know she like a a contractor realtor yeah she's like a high-powered business lady yeah she really was and I was like who is this and how cute was like their story that she just it's a mom that wants them to get married like what are you guys doing let's go (laughs) you know Totally. I mean, it's it's funny how it's I've shifted that way the last couple of years. Like as more and more families have become more accepting, they're like, all right, well, it's legal. Like you guys have been living together for a while. When are you getting married? <laughs> because um, now it's like we want those grandkids. Let's have it. You know, <laughs> it is really nice to see. Um, I was like I was thinking while I was watching it, it was so nice to have this sort of like escapist sort of reality TV storylines that were very lesbian, like not only LGBT, like but like to have a lesbian like a lesbian reality show like this i mean the last time you had something like this was like the real l word it's been a long time yeah it has been i think yeah we haven't seen like we don't really get a lot of queer girl representation and i think not no. even with this kind of spectrum too that we're seeing it spans you know what i mean like it's not mm-hmm. just like the bull dyke for jokes you know what i mean like you know the one who you know i've got 18 cats and i train dogs you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. what we usually get when we get a girl you know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a lesbian or one of these kind of things. And then, or we get like the ultra like business power, you know what I mean? The Jennifer Gray character from, or not Jennifer, totally. Gray, Jennifer Beals character from, from all. Oh, of from the L word. Yeah. From the L word. But yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was really refreshing to see that. And uh, it's sort of, uh, and it sort of made me connect to them in a deeper way than I usually do when I'm watching this sort of stuff. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, we'll be like, oh, you know, like sort of uh, ridiculous argument or like fun party scene. But then all of a sudden it was like, how am I going to tell my grandparents that I'm gay? And you're like, oh, this is sort of like how you said with the the Real Housewives, mm-hmm. like the crime aspect makes you connect with them on a deeper level and want to know more. I felt that way when I was watching this because I'm not even as much of a reality TV person as you are. I mean, I am more lately. I've been, tr- I, 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 I've uh, actually, my favorite thing I've watched recently was F by Island. Have you seen this yet? I haven't really watched much. Oh my God. You so. have to watch it. You have to watch F boy Island, please. <laughs> it's on your, it's on your homework list. It's hosted by Nikki Glazer. It's so funny. I'm anyway. So I'm not even that much of a reality TV person. I go in and out of phases with it, but this, I was like, Oh my God, I have to watch all of it. Mm-hmm. That's how I was. I was just like, it was easy to digest. And I just kind of kept was. going mm-hmm. and it was like, Oh, I like the storyline. I like this person. I'm going to you know, gravitate towards this one. I just, I didn't I even... really love any i didn't like love any of the characters outside of mel though did you 
No, that's the same thing. Is that like yeah. I didn't like I'm intrigued, love but I didn't love them. Yeah, I like Mel's my favorite, and then I'm really appreciating um, Marissa and and Summer. I like mm-hmm. those two. I like their their kind of thing. I have a feeling we're gonna hit some some rough waters there with Marissa. I have a feeling they're gonna do something with that character. Um, did you find okay? So there was there was a situation here where Shiva, who I did love when Shiva just kind of started hitting on the girl at the at the park. She <laughs> is shameless. I was like, get it, Shiva. Yeah. She's just, just like she was just like any opportunity to get in there. I'm gonna get in there. I was like, mm-hmm. get it, girl. Well, it's that, <laughs> and there's the extra balls of having like I got a film crew with me. Look how cool, right? You know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> yeah. that, there's a little bit of extra swagger there. So it's just like you turn it on a little bit. That's the thing too with like reality shows is like reality shows don't make monsters. They don't make, you mm-hmm. know, they, they just exacerbate it, you know? Sure. And so and I think that's what it is, is that this girl's always had swag. She's always had a little bit, but now she's got just that little bit of something because, Absolutely. you know, I've got a show and I'm mysterious and like, and she was like, she had such a, like a great energy. It was slightly masculine vibe. Cause I was like, I'm into this. Like, <laughs> like myself. Oh my gosh. Totally. I mean, okay. Okay. So related feeling. It's interesting that you're, that you're like, oh, I'm into that because she has sort of a swagger. You being really gay. Are you watching the show? We're here. Okay. I watched a couple of them. I haven't watched the season at all. Watch the season. I was telling my wife, Joelle, the other day when we were watching that show that like, when Shangela is in drag, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, I'm so into you. But out of drag, I'm like, well, not really my type. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, funny. <laughs> no, seriously. This is like probably, I mean, I do like men, but I lean very lesbian. And I'm sure this is an experience for a lot of lesbians and lesbian leaning women. So many times a gay man, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's all right. But then mm-hmm. in drag, I'm like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. It happens. Right? I had- Sexuality is so weird like that. (laughs) I see a lot lot of women feel that way usually about like Morgan McMichaels. Mm -hmm. I see that when we're out and about or like Sonique. You see that, you know, people like, well, Sonique is is a trans woman, but like, you know, before she had made a transition that you saw that like women would just gravitate towards because there's just something extra special like earth about, you know, that, that hyper feminization you know what I mean yeah it's so interesting too like um I'm really into like like I'm, I'm not not into masculinity but like the women I am into tend to be more feminine and it's funny because a lot of my straight women friends when they like they have like an occasional crush on like a female celebrity it's like someone who's quite butchy you know like mm-hmm. not like a Megan Rapino or like Ruby Rose or something like like a like a short-haired gal yeah. so like that's their crossover <laughs> It's like Clea Duvall. Like yeah. all of a sudden, now Kristen Stewart. Now Kristen Stewart's helping. Like yes, the yes, absolutely, absolutely. Who I've, anyway, grown to, I've grown to love her actually, Kristen Stewart. I did not like her, and then like I've recently like after Happiest Season did it for me. That that was a very cute little movie. Yeah, and that's what I could have been better. But I love Dan Levy so. Yeah, completely. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. So there was a whole fight here between Shiva and Brianna, aka Murphy. Why aren't, when are you guys getting married? Is that really a bad question to ask people? <laughs> like, is it a pressure question? I wonder, is like, is it, is it a bad question? I guess so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think it's a really normal question to ask and related to this. Um, and I don't I hope this isn't a spoiler. If it is, I'm sorry, y'all. But I thought it was really interesting that an accusation was thrown at them. Like, is your relationship just a professional one? Like, do you guys just throw parties together? Like, is this relationship just for the show? Because pe- multiple people brought up, hey, you guys are not are never affectionate, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
but uh so that was that was an interesting side note to me i am i'm curious to see how that little storyline develops as as the season goes on i wonder but then i would say like okay so then i can devil's advocate on that side and like what do people think about me and my partner because we don't do that overly affectionate when we're out and about true, and true. Then we also we have separate social and she lives did say and she did say like uh you know i was raised to not be very emotional or show emotions in public so that is a side note but mm-hmm. but i'm still i'm still curious i'm so it curious. is a show it is a show and like did you guys were you guys on the outs and then you guys oh we're gonna get a reality show we got to get this together and like yeah do it do it for show now now we're stuck you make a good point but i'm still very curious mm-hmm. yeah just wondering that 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 does thing. I mean, like, cause it was just like the way that she responded to it. It was almost like my first, my first thought in my head was, is that a question? Like, uh, are you pregnant? Cause that's a bad question to ask somebody like, you know, I don't I mean? think it's like, along the same lines. I don't yeah. think one of you guys getting, I think, no, I, I don't think one of you guys getting married is along the same kind of lines of, are you pregnant? Because mm-hmm. no, not at all. I think it's yeah, a question to ask. Maybe. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's, it's funny too. Cause you know, I've been with my partner for 12 years and we have no plans on getting married anytime soon you know what i mean and like but we do have like rings we have an outer show of like hey we're together and that sort of a thing but mm-hmm. there is no like plan for that on the horizon it's not like we really have that proclivity in, in us you know what i mean so i don't but really you also wouldn't it. be necessarily defensive or aggressive if someone asked you that casually to like at a gathering because why why be aggressive about it you know what i mean yeah. there's nothing that i'm trying to hide or trying to like you know thing it's just we're together and if we decided tomorrow that we're not going to be together then that's what you decide it's a, it's a mm-hmm. conscious decision and so for her to take it so personally it was just really weird and i mm-hmm. didn't like okay like and that was another thing too and i want to ask you just because mm-hmm. you being a girl on mm-hmm. this end and you don't speak for all girls but just wondering <laughs> when brianna Today came I at, do. yeah when, when brianna came at her with when she when shiva was kind of crying and she was like oh now you get all emotional take your tampon out whatever what was that yeah that's not, that's not i don't know like what are you feeding like what are you doing i don't know i get like i want to like shiva I really want to like Shiva because I think it's badass to be, you know, it's, she's having a, like, take, like, you know, her personality aside, I'm like, you're Iranian. It's super hard to come out to your family. You have this badass mask energy. Like, I want to like you because you seem rad, but I just feel like the drama follows Shiva. There's something there that she, you know what I mean? Like, and and the whole thing with Shiva, like recording in the car um was like oh yeah I don't know why I did that like there wasn't really a good answer as to why she did that and I don't know there's some sort of like there's some there's some weirdness with Shiva and and Shiva's like yeah like there's some weirdness with Shiva's communication style and how she interacts with other people that like makes the drama follow her I've noticed so far and like I want to like her I want to cheer for her but she's just like a little cocky and a little bit just sort of yeah, I don't. It, I don't know if entitled's the right word or cocky's the right word. Those, but anyway, it's, it's a, it's there's a li- there's, like, there's like an it. energy. There's an energy of drama that follows her. Yeah, like it's just like it, it, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna do this. I and mean, it's gonna be this way. And the thing is, is, and it's almost like she's there's a calculating something in there. Like, why did she record? Right. Yeah, like I've never done that. Like, That's what is? Little, I would never do that to one of my friends. I mean, it was it was clearly it was clearly like, I'm going to get something to be able to use on the show, mm-hmm. which is sketchy. You don't do that to people who you're trying to, because the thing is when the cameras are off, like you still have to have a relationship with these people. Yeah. Well, when the know? cameras are down. I mean, that was the whole thing on Beverly Hills this past season is that these two women were like in a fight. Erica Jane was fighting with this other woman because um, 
when the cameras were down, even though the lady still had their mics on and there's footage of it that, you know, Erica says, oh, well, he calls me every day, her Mm ex-husband. And then the other woman brought it up on camera that like, well, Erica says that she, that Tom calls her every day, you know? And it was just like, oh, well, go and have your moment. Go do what you're going to do because Mm -hmm. you want to think. And like, and Garcelle was doing it innocently that, oh, I didn't realize like we were still mic'd. I didn't realize it was that big of a thing that we've been talking about this whole time. But in this sense, it was like, recording and some of the best stuff though is that like on a reality show you got to mm-hmm. thank that person because there's been some good stuff that's been caught when the cameras aren't there on mm-hmm. buses and cars because totally. it, it will sometimes put that little thing in but it just it did it felt a little it felt a little slat field it felt a little bit slimy and it was just kind of like um I'm gonna read like Shiva if, right now yeah like if I'm recording in the car it's because I'm like on IG you know what I mean Shiva goes for these like 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 much taller, like much taller than her, much larger than her, like really larger femme women, like femme daddy types. And Mm -hmm. I'm reading Shiva as like a bratty power bottom who lives for chaos. That's my read on Shiva. Maybe that's true. Yeah, that's Shiva. Shiva's the power bottom who lives for chaos. That's that's the read I'm getting on her so far. like an aggressive bossy bottom. Yes. Like, like yeah. Aggressive. Aggressive. That's yeah. the reading. Oh, when Cuppy, when Cuppy rejected her and friend zoned her, my oh, oh. It was like he, ouch. Oh yeah. It was so painful. <laughs> At the same time, she did she did it in a nice way. She did it right to her face. Like didn't did. tell her did. that it wasn't that. through somebody else. It wasn't like it was just like, it's not going to work. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cuppy. I wrote. I, I wrote was- one of the meanest things here about Cuppy. And this is like, and not to talk about per- but about looks or anything like that, but Cuppy still has season one teeth. Like, you know, she's going to get better teeth in season two. Like, I just see it. Like, cause <laughs> the thing is, cause the woman, she's a beautiful woman mm-hmm. banging body. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, Cuppy's pulling her out, but the thing is she's still got season one teeth and I can't right. wait till see that change. Cause then she's like 10, but <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. It's just like, whatever. It was a thought. (laughs) I do find it interesting too. Like, um, you know, on a lot of other shows, the women are like, well, you know, we're doing the show together and that's why we're all here. You know, like they're like, they're not even like coming up with a very good reason for their forced Mm -hmm. friendship. They're like, well, you know, for the show, for the filming. But on this show, there was like that mixed with the, well, like the lesbian community is small and this is all we have. So like, like we work through the drama because genuinely, well, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was like, sort of like, that also makes it more real to me and more of like a connecting factor because that's real shit. There aren't that many gay women out there. So you got to work. That's why everyone's friends with their exes because mm-hmm. we all stick up for each other and take care of each other. So there's like that added element too of like, you know, they're like, it's not just about the filming. It's not just when the camera ends. Like they really are going to continue to see each other all the time, <laughs> even when the cameras are off. I have a, one of my old girlfriends from one of my, my first lesbians that we were like, you know, she took me on, on the Underground Railroad and for a lot of things. <laughs> things that she was like, I was like, why do you still talk to her? And she was like, because I need to borrow those boots. <laughs> like, that was always like a thing. Like, she always like, she needed to borrow a pair of boots or something from like her ex. So she yeah, always Cuppy needed to is good friends with um, Summer and Marissa. And, and then uh, I think uh, Marissa and Cuppy dated briefly and now Marissa and, and now Summer and Marissa, Summer and Cuppy rather are really good friends. And that like is how the show kind of opened. They were like, we all mm-hmm. hang out. Some of us used to date and now other, you know, and now different ones date and it's no big deal. And like, that is so true to, mm-hmm. do, to do, lesbian do, do, culture. 
the big thing that their exes. if they weren't a reality show, then we would have never had Marissa and Summer hang out in the same place as Brianna and, and Haley. That's the only thing, you know what I mean? Like Haley would take all the friends, you know, Haley and Brianna would take all the friends in one place. Like when they went on the Tiki thing and they didn't take Marissa and Summer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the whole true. thing is just, there's true, never, true. you don't see, you know, the, you know, the, it opens up with Marissa and Summer at their enemy's house. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, so that's, true. that's the force. That was for the situation. filming, yes, for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's completely for, for, for the situation, which you appreciate. It's, it's what it is. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for people to start popping. Like that one, Mac, they keep on showing her and there's something special about her, but like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are we going to see with her? Um, I like Jordan, the girl who's coming out. Yeah. You know? uh she's very very cute um what else do we have here i like when Jor- jordan called it i've never heard a lit dollar bean instead of lit lesbian no that's a that's a tiktok thing it's a tiktok thing yeah so it's a it's a hashtag people use on tiktok little or, or um in the voiceovers on tiktok if it won't let you say lesbian like if you don't oh. want to get banned for making you know my FYP screwed. I used to have like a lot of lesbians when I first joined TikTok. Now I have no lesbians oh, anymore. They no. <laughs> just have hairy butts. I don't even have that. Like TikTok oh. right now, like my TikTok is weird. Like it's a lot of like the, um, I don't know, like weird challenges. Like my FYP is all kind of screwed up. I don't know. I don't love TikTok anymore. I don't have love for my house. Um, okay. So, and then, then on the third episode, they do the most lesbian thing ever. They go play softball. I, I did play softball growing up. I love how they, they just like, we're going to do axe throwing. We're going to go, <laughs> we're, we're going to binge drink and we're going to play softball. And it's like, hi, lesbian stereotypes. What is happening? <laughs> I know. I know. It was so funny. And I really, again, Cuppy with the, Cuppy is like me in the sense that Cuppy clearly hung, hangs out with a lot of gay men. And she said that she was like, mm-hmm. oh, when I was in Orlando, like I was just with all gay men. And she's like on the field with her fan and her mimosa just being like let me know if you need me <laughs> i love when she runs to the base she gets to the base and she goes i'll be right back i need to, it's my drink <laughs> she goes to get i'm right there and she points at the base and goes back and gets her drink she's okay. and that's the thing that she's pulling like that that um that lead girl behavior that you know mm-hmm. cent, that that center diamond behavior that we call it so yes. i love it so overall i'm very excited to like watch this series mm-hmm. me too are you are you gonna finish it out I am. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I am. And uh, I'm uh, curious to see what happens. I am most emotionally connected with uh, Mel so far. I think Cuppy is hilarious. And uh, I'm curious to see if Shiva finally gets laid. That would be nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's so great. I mean, I mean, like uh, she's she's she I hope she finds it. She's mm-hmm. been on the hunt. It's like she's one of those girls who got everything she wanted up until like college and then college ended and then she stopped getting what she wanted. So now she's just a tyrant and she's just the bossy bottom who wants it all. I want girls now. Very much so. So I'm liking the show. I think Mm -hmm. that um, Tampa Bay is like, and this is, and for a guy who likes to have like a, like I watch Survivor and I always fall in love with one guy and then I have to like follow him the whole time, which I'm not <laughs> doing this season, but Survivor is pretty good this season. But um, good to know. this is a really good show. So, okay. Before we end out today, Amanda, cause mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on. Okay. So what are, what is something that you are binging right now that you would tell people that, that you would advise people to watch? I always ask. Oh, so we mentioned this earlier in the show. It came out a few months ago. If you haven't watched it yet, F-Boy Island. It is so funny. Mm. It's uh, 
hosted by Nikki Glazer, and it's about it's a it's like a dating reality. Everyone's dropped on an island kind of show, and um, it's three girls and I don't know how many guys, maybe like two dozen guys or something. And you have every week the girls eliminate um, a new person, and mm-hmm. they go on dates like you know group dates, all these people, and they have to try to guess before they eliminate them whether the the guy came on the show to be a good boy or an F boy, like whether you were looking for love or whether you were there for the money. Um, and it's just wild. It's a wild ride. Who, so who wins money at the end? So, um, so there do the is girl, some, do the girls get money or do they only just get love? <laughs> uh, yes. Some of the girls do get money. It's a whole, it's, it's, you have to go and watch. So like okay. there's an opportunity for both people to get money. If the girls choose correctly. So if they choose a nice guy who's really there for love, then it could be that they both get money. But if they choose the wrong guy, then the guy could be like, actually, I was playing you the whole time and I'm taking all the money for myself. Bye, bitch. Wow. Okay. Because I know that because a couple of the guys that were cast on that, I know they're gay in real life. Oh, for sure. I was watching that and I was like 100 percent. I was like Mm -hmm. screaming at the TV. I was like, that guy's gay. You're gay. (laughs) There's a couple of them. And then um, and then here's something for you then, too, then. It is going to get a second. It is getting a second season. Oh, good. So, okay, you have to watch it. Yeah, I just recently because I get a lot of like casting notices just because of being an agency, and mm-hmm. so we were receiving casting notices for like F Boy Island, and so and I just kind of like some of my girls. I was like, "Hey, do you want this? <laughs> like, watch just, it. Yeah. Watch the show. It is so funny. It's 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 yeah. It's my favorite like dating reality show of of late. Love it. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the show that I'm going to talk about real quickly is. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Okay. This has a resurgence. So, you know, everything is old is new again and all those mm-hmm. early odds things are coming back. And so it's another Amazon prime original series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit different than the original, you know, the original movie with the man with the hook and all that sort of a situation. Mm-hmm. This one, we're not really sure who is dead. The amount of queer, uh, it's just amazing. And mm. one of the best things too about these new, like Gen Z, newer, you know, the younger shows is they don't make it a big deal anymore. Right. Like, it's just like, it is. yeah, like this girl was dating this guy. He started dating another guy and she's dating a girl right now. And it was just like, oh, and then, you know, when, you know, I just, I missed this one, blah, blah, blah. And it's never like a big deal. And then like mm-hmm. one, one of the main characters all of a sudden, she's you know making out with another girl and you're just like oh and her dad just happens upon it and just like okay whatever and just like mm-hmm. leaves no big so, yeah so the new series it takes place all in hawaii hmm. um and so which kind of gives you that whole this way you can have you know people running around in bikini tops and that sort of a thing and then it also i think it was shot in the height of the pandemic so they don't have to have a lot of people around so they're out in the middle of nowhere and plus mm-hmm. hawaii you know, you have a lot of excuses to not be able to use a phone in Hawaii and for people to be like in, you know, uh, resolute areas and that sort of thing. Surfing and on adventures and stuff. All that kind of a thing. So, and it starts off and it is like, it's another one of those things that like kind of how um, gossip or yeah, the new Gossip Girl series is, which mm-hmm. it's very adult in the drug use. These kids are doing K, they're doing Molly, they're doing Coke, they're doing like they're euphoria drinking. and skins. Yeah, they're just kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, we're doing this and that, you know what I mean? And then like the perils are doing that because you accidentally hit somebody on the street. And mm-hmm. so the very first episode happens. It's very confusing. Here's a little bit of a spoiler. So 
what ends up happening is you have two twin sisters and that's why it was confusing at the beginning because you don't realize you're actually talking there's two girls <laughs> and then you realize oh it's the same girl playing two different girls and one of them dies one of them takes over the other one's person takes over the other one's uh, personality or whatever else so she doesn't get in trouble and then that's that's where the that's where the whole thing mm. hi, hijinks ensue so to speak okay. So I would say that the new, uh, I know what you did last summer, comes on every Friday over on Amazon Prime. We're in Amazon mm. Prime shows today. What about that? We're usually Netflix and Hulu. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so it's Good to it's, know. A, it's a different show. It's it's fun. It does a lot of like that uh, MTV Scream when they did the mm-hmm. when they did the, when they when they did the, their series. They do a lot of those like Saw type of Saw the movie like. Crazy mm-hmm. death, crazy, crazy death scenes that somebody presses a button and then something swings and another person gets their head shut off. off. It's like a whole like you know mousetrap kind of situation. They do a lot mm-hmm. of that. So that if you don't like gore, don't jump into it because there's some really really horrible things that happen. But overall, the storytelling is it's kind of there. A lot of really know. really weird characters, but it's very queer. And so mm. which, which was that's which rad. Was yeah, um, I'm also so watching cool. Lovecraft Country for the first time. Side note which is oh also really good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. So, so good. It's one of the best yeah. shows that happened a lot, like last year. It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. And that one is on HBO. And mm-hmm. uh, that has to do with, it's the past and the future. And it kind of mm-hmm. goes back and forth. And there's a whole civil rights kind of a thing that's happening with it. Um, yeah, definitely. Fabulous show. Fabulous show. So, and that's coming back as well. I know one of the lead actors in that died though. Oh no. Yeah, one of them died from from that. I want to say the guy who plays the dad, I believe. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. How far are you on that series? Not very far. Just a few episodes in, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So oh, it's, it's gonna get it gets crazy, crazy, but crazy in a good way. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, really enjoying I'll, it so far. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Bald Imagible with D'Angelo. Amanda Reader, thank you so much. Where can Thanks people for find me you on. if they want to find you? I'm at Mandy underscore Reader on Twitter. Okay, you guys, so find her over on Twitter. All of you people, it's so good to have her in-house. We will have to have her back. Maybe when we finish the series, maybe we'll do the Tampa Bay's like later on. So. Yes, Tampa Bay's slash FBoy Island recap. Okay, so we'll get there. I need to watch that Foy Island. I gotta find the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you won't regret it. I know, I know. It's one of those things because I love some Nikki Glaser too. So yeah, okay. she's so funny in it. Yes. So you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And uh, you guys know where to find us. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, tell a friend about us, give us five stars. You guys can find me D'Angelo Gogo on Instagram and Twitter, and all of that. And good night from the lower level. <laughs> Good night from the lower level.